0: you're listening to what the business the business podcast where i interview independent business owners about success failure and all the moments in between my name is josie Barrick, and i'm your host hello and welcome to today's episode of what the business on today's episode, I have the beautiful Katrina McDonald, um, who is the co-owner with her partner, her life partner, Andrew McDonald and Kisama. And what they are is that they basically, their company is helping you market yourself, your business, your, um, company through website design, email marketing, social media, branding and more. And her and I dive deep into all those things. And, um, yeah, we really covered a number of topics. I, I feel like we might've even missed some of my regular questions just because of how many topics we just got into and chatting about. And I think you guys will really love this episode. So I'm super stoked. And yeah, I hope you enjoy. Check out the links below for her information, or the links in the show notes for her info, and also for the Patreon, which will have the full episode with bonus questions. And yeah, please rate, review, subscribe, and enjoy. Hello <laughs> Katrina. Thank you so much for being here on the podcast today. Um those who don't know Katrina is the I guess co-owner cuz you own it with your partner of Kasama mm-hmm. is that how you say that? Yep, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um which I read on your website. I'll let you talk about what that means, but it's really cool. Okay, guys, just thought I would interrupt to let you know that we did not talk about the meaning of her company name, Kasama. We got a little distracted and just got right right into it. So uh, um, I, I did think about it throughout the whole time. I kept reminding myself to ask, but I literally just kept forgetting. So I will tell you on her web, what her website says. Kasama is the Filipino word for partner, colleague, or associate. Um, which is really cool because their company helps others market themselves. So they're like your colleague and associate. So anyway, thanks. And they are basically kind of a marketing company that does website design, social media, email marketing, and a few other things. But um, why don't you introduce yourself and talk a little bit more about Kasama and you and yeah.
1: That's right. Thank you. You said it right. Uh, Sort of. Um, so my name is Katrina McDonald and I am a co- I am co-founder of Kasama Marketing, um, which is a full service marketing agency in Sterling, Ontario, which is located um, 20 minutes north of um, Belleville, north of uh, the 40 minutes north of the Prince-, Prince Edward County. Um, and at Kasama, we are passionate about connecting brands with their ideal clients and customers. By helping them develop a relationship through their website or on their emails and their social media. Um, And we help our clients focus on what they love while we do what we love, which is strategic and uh, simple and strategic marketing. Um, So we are humbled to serve all types of businesses within the Quinte region across Ontario and now even the United States. So um, we're proud to say that we are a North American company. Pretty. Nice. It's been a wild ride so far. We've been in business for almost uh, four years. Um, I do this full time. My partner does it uh, part time uh, as a side gig for him. Um, he is the expert in all things nonprofit marketing for nonprofit businesses. So um, one of the things that we love getting into so far has been rebranding and brand and um, helping businesses uh, pr- create a brand like for themselves. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that's pretty, pretty much the direction that we want to take going forward because a brand is a story, um, of your business and you carry it, which wherever, wherever you go, whomever you speak to, um, it's, yeah, branding is the the foundation of who you are. So, Mm -hmm.
0: yeah, I love that. It's so true. Um, so I'm actually going to be doing a co-host episode and it'll come out in a couple weeks um, and we're going to talk exclusively about branding um, mm-hmm. because her and I know um, imagery from branding, from the branding perspective, but we both have kind of deep dived into branding and what that means and looks like. And I think it's a, mm-hmm. a topic everyone likes to use the word brand, but I think a lot of people misuse mm-hmm. and don't understand the complexity and the intricacy of having a strong brand. Um, so that's, that's really right. cool. Um, so what of you, how, what got you into marketing?
1: Um, so a few years ago, um, when I was pregnant with my second child, second and last, um, <laughs> my husband and I were just thinking like, what could we do in this area? And one thing that, um, was needed and we can, we didn't just jump into opening a marketing agency. We, um, we sought out the need we, uh, for it. So we did a, our legwork and we did our research and uh, realizing that um, not everyone and especially small businesses in small towns have a website and so that's kind of where we started from there and uh, my background is in psychology so I'm always curious as to like how people decide like make decisions where they are like their purchasing process um and um just their behaviors and so part of marketing is um analyzing and researching um your target markets behaviors and so that's how i got into it and um kind of leveraging my husband's um, and, and business partners um experience in marketing and that's how we got started
0: um
1: nice. and then so it kind of the idea was born out of just like oh we'll help people start their social medias but like business is more than just social media. There's like website, there's, you know, your print and marketing and um, and then your social media. So that's kind of how we got into it together.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Um, What's the main service that you provide or the most common, I guess?
1: Sure, yeah. um, So the most common would be uh, web design. Uh, We use a really front like a customer friendly platform called squarespace um and and so we take squarespace and we make take a spin on it uh our own spin on it um through custom css and um so that's one of the main services that we provide and then uh, the other side of it is uh marketing consulting um so really coaching small business owners who are just feeling super overwhelmed with what they've got to do and kind of just Sit down and help and sort out their content and make it make sense to their target audience. So that's two of two of the main things that we do. Um, another thing is uh, brand development, as I was talking about earlier, um, anywhere starting from the logo onwards. Um, and uh one of our other clients, one of our nonprofit clients, which is pretty common to have uh with, with nonprofit agencies, or sorry, not nonprofit clients is um for providing e- email marketing um, help with campaigns and um, putting it and strategizing and segmenting and all that fun stuff like little things that if as a not-for-profit if you can't afford uh, to have a an in-house marketing coordinator or marketing manager um, and then they look to us to do it mm-hmm. so
0: yeah yeah for sure um so Actually, I heard about you through Brittany. Um, She was on an episode two weeks ago and Mm -hmm. um, she's a client of yours. So I guess um, that's unrelated, but just kind of how I heard of you, um, which is really, really cool. And I was looking up some of your other clients and it seems like you do some, a very wide range of things for different companies, which is probably really exciting and cool. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So talk a little bit more about how you guys got your first few clients, what you did when you first opened and started, and, yeah, a bit about that process for you.
1: Sure. Um, so when we first started out, um, so my husband, uh, he's working full-time, so he didn't, like, uh, like, when you when you work full-time, you don't really have this, like, the, the, the capacity and having young kids at home. Um, but what we did get to do, what he started to do was start to show up at networking events back when you can show up at networking <laughs> events yeah. um, to kind of get a feel for what the needs are. And um, in the area, there's a, like you can speak to um, your local economic development um, and they will tell you, uh, they will direct you to like what the needs are because because they know the like, the local businesses and what they need. And yeah. Um, so in this one particular meeting in our area, they're like uh, everyone needed marketing help. And we're like, well, that's our expertise. And so why the heck not? Um, and so it, it started from there and just kind of building relationships. first and foremost, with those within the marketing, de- uh, the economic development um, areas. And then they helped us to point us to people that needed the help. And so, um, And then I also got involved with, uh, when I threw myself full time into the business after my daughter was a little bit older, um, I got involved with this local, um, uh, so I got involved with uh, Hello Boss Girl, which is, um, her name is Carrie Ramsey, and she did, uh, she started profiling female entrepreneurs in the Quinte region. And, um and that's how kind of, and then she started doing um, local networking events like book clubs um, meetups uh, throughout like monthly meetups and so I started showing up in that and and through those avenues I was able to build relationships with people with her um, and she started referring me to some of future clients potential clients starting out businesses or needing help with marketing. so yeah um, really. Uh, and then uh, through through knowing Brittany and uh, knowing that she was starting a business, she was like, oh, "I just need a website," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Hey, that's what we do." <laughs> I'm your <laughs> <a> girl. <laughs> I'm your girl. So what we did for her was um, we helped her come up with her uh, with her logo, um, and kind of and when she first started out, she just started out the basics of just um, filling out her about me and who she is and what she does. Um, and as she was able to do create more content through her styled shoots. Um, it really helped pad her website um, and really gave people the feel of what to expect out of working with Brittany. Mm-hmm. So I really think that that's kind of elevated elevated her business and who she is um, just by even providing a visual of what, what she can do for people, um, creating that trust factor.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so talk a little bit about, you mentioned before, helping, fi- uh, helping find your client's ideal client. So talk a little bit about what you do to help them discover that, because I know it can be a little bit challenging, you know, trying to navigate who, who your ideal client is and what that looks like. So what kind of things do you do to help your clients get there?
1: So um, one thing that we do is sit down and um brainstorm who first of all who do you enjoy working with like who is that unicorn client that you've enjoyed working with that if money weren't weren't an object or whatever i mean money is a bonus if you really do as an entrepreneur money is a bonus and if you love what you do then you're passionate and you seek out what you um like what you want to continue doing, and so we kind of brainstorm: who is your unicorn client, and why did you why did you enjoy working with them? So, um, we talk about their age. We talk about how much money they make. Talk about their um, their their gender identity, um, especially with Brittany's. Um, just using Brittany as an example, but mm, yeah. yeah, hers is unique. Hers is unique because she needed to target um, a certain demographic um, and uh, sexual orientation. Um, and, um but also how much money they like how much money they made because mm-hmm. you want to be able to price your price your services according to, accordingly and you want your your ideal client to be able to afford you yeah. um and not just you know and then and then add value as you work together with them but anyway so um back to the target audience um it's back to your tar- target client um then you sit down and say okay where are they where are they located? Are are they located within your region? What type of media do they consume? Because that really um, affects where you're going to advertise. So, like if you're dealing with eighty year old clients, they're not necessarily going to be hitting out on TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, their grandchildren might be. But then, like you know, that was that's like a, a a long way of getting to your ideal client. Um, so that's basically the the gist of what we do and another thing is like another thing i say is you always meet your clients where they're at so you figure out what what kind of problem that you're that it is you're trying to solve and with those problems then they like then you get the emotion because like whenever you're experiencing a, experiencing a problem you're always experiencing a type of emotion so frustration anger um, you know that that kind of a thing, um, mm-hmm. and then you help. Then you are able to speak to directly to that target audience of yours. So, mm-hmm. I hope yeah, answers sure. your question.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it does for sure. I think I hear that a lot, and I remember going through it with my business coach. Was just talking about what problem this person has, and mm-hmm. I mean that was after we kind of did the nitpicky, like hey, where are they grocery shop, like what. What color is their favorite color? What, you know, just Mm -hmm. kind of visualizing who they are. Um, But then, yeah, really getting down to the nitty gritty of what problem I was solving for them. And it's not, it wasn't easy for me because wedding photography, I just felt like, oh, I'm just taking their wedding photos. Like they're going to have these photos forever. Like everyone knows that. That's not. Yeah like that's not a secret window that I'm about to open up. Like everybody knows that's why you get a wedding photographer. So it's really, um, I just about digging deeper into the specific area that you service Mm -hmm. the best, like what are, what makes you better and how is that problem solving, how can you convert that skill into a problem solving? Yeah, exactly. marketing technique I guess that's a really weird way of wording it but <laughs>
1: <laughs> no and um and then you have your main product I mean in each product or service that you have has a specific target right it, it's not one size fits all or one target audience fits all right it's you always have to think about like the like other so obviously your target market for your wedding is, is going to be different if you're going to be doing a branding branding shoot right yeah. different different audience different like, uh, different needs. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, so how has COVID affected your business? Have you been hit hard or what's that looked like that process?
1: Um, COVID did not affect my business in a way that it has for others, other small businesses. Um, COVID has actually provided our business with the opportunity to for a bit of growth because a lot of businesses, um, Uh, started last year and we ended up helping out a lot of businesses with um, like creating new websites creating a brand for themselves and because there was funding available and there still is funding available for businesses to start um, to start up especially in the the digital in the digital world um, it didn't affect us in that way but our biggest challenge was having our kids home and not having the help We we couldn't bring them to school. We couldn't -hmm. couldn't bring them to daycare um, because at that time, like, it wasn't available for us. And so that was our biggest challenge. So there's a lot of late nights, early mornings, and a lot of tears. So, yeah, yeah, that's how COVID affected our business, in a sense, more personal Mm -hmm. issues rather than, um, uh, like, lack of business.
0: So. Yeah, a change of routine and schedule. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, so let's dive into a bit of marketing. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of marketing mistakes do you find most common with businesses or things, maybe not even mistakes, maybe things people don't do that they should?
1: So a lot of the things that, um, first of all, when, like, one of the things that clients come to us all the time with marketing is um, social media the help and misconception of social media. And so we spend a lot of time kind of deconstructing that and demystifying what social media is and the role of social media in their business. Um, so that's one. And, um, and so it's like what, like social media has a very low ROI if you're not paying for it. If, um, like Facebook especially is pay to play if you want your stuff out there. Um, and that's why it's so important to have your target market to figure out your target market because when you do Facebook ads like it'll ask you like like demographic questions and where they're at and so you that's what you kind of have to need to do. But organic reach um, that's a lot more work and the only way that you can higher return in your investment is if you've already invested the time in in help building relationships with your current audience um and so that's kind of like the first big misconception about about especially social media marketing is you people like to throw so much money at getting help um but rather what you really need to do is like focus on like the you know sorry, not just getting help, but also focusing on trying to get new followers where it was like, really you should be using your social media to build relationships with the people that you already have. And then they will in turn share what you, what you've got going on for mm. organic reach. Um, and the other thing is to, um, is inconsistency. Um, that's another thing uh, that, for, especially with marketing and in general with creating blogs or showing up on social media is you've got to be consistent so that your audience has um, can anticipate when you show up in their inboxes, in their in their um, social media, um, and in your uh, blogs. So that's an, those are the two main things that I can think of that um, would really, if you worked on those two things, to really help boost your business without having to pay for marketing
0: hmm. So consistency, I know, is really important, but there's also a lot of other um, interesting words and things thrown out there as far as what the Instagram algorithm, I use air quotes, actually yeah. <laughs> needs for you to mm-hmm. do well. Um, do you want to, do you have any thoughts or comments on that whole topic? Because I know a lot of people talk about the Instagram algorithm and how it's sabotaging their business and how it's awful or how it's like so confusing. And then there's other things that come out like, oh, you should tell people to save the image instead of like it. And then someone else is like, no, that's like, there's no proof
1: that that does anything. What What are your ta- thoughts on that topic? <laughs> Um, you can't see my face on on podcasts, but I'm kind of just like yes and no and oh my god yes, but it's true. There's algorithm is thrown out thrown around so much, um, and and it's because there's a misconception that you should be running your business on social media. So what um, and, and it's the only way to battle algorithm and even if you did pay for something, you still you're still bat- battling algorithm. It's to pay for something, <laughs> Is to pay for your Instagram ads, it's to pay for your social your Facebook ads. You shouldn't run your business on borrowed land and, and don't stress out too much about your social media because you should be pointing them back to your website. You should be pointing them back to signing up for your email list and really nurture them in your emails and nurture them and pointing them back to your website, to those things that you own for yourself and not battling algorithms. So at the end of the day, if you want to really counteract algorithm, point them back. Your calls to action on your social media should be going back to either signing up for an email um, through your lead, one of your lead magnets. A lead magnet can be a freebie of anything you can think of. Um, for example, like for example, a price list for your um wedding photography, like a like a secret, like a first, like um what would you call it like a sneak peek right Mm -hmm. um into your price list for your 2021 or 2022 photography uh whatever but um those kind of things so that you're not battling the algorithm Mm -hmm. Uh, because facebook facebook and so and instagram can change that algorithm so quickly if seen it happen time and time again yeah and then like even with facebook ads right now um Mark Zuckerberg has changed way, the way of doing your your Facebook ads.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's
1: like you cannot bank on just on just running your social media uh, to build your business. And now there's a new Clubhouse, uh, which is another social platform, which is audio only, and um, it's like listening to talk radio. Um, I've been ki- kind of dabbling about uh, on on it. It's only available through um, iPhone right now uh, for iOS users. But again, there's a new social media platform out there. So if you don't capture the newest thing and establish establish yourself in, as an expert, you're going to be lost and still battling with more algorithm, battling with more noise. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That's so, my rant on that. <laughs> no, no,
0: that's good. So always link back to, or always send people back to your links or whatever it is. Um, yes. I yes. think that is important too. It's, uh, I'm, not very good I don't walk the talk but I know I know the value in that for sure um so do you now that yeah speaking of clubhouse now that there is this new thing clubhouse TikTok obviously blew up in COVID times people were mm-hmm. literally bored doing nothing but scrolling mm-hmm. so how has that changed your approach or your job or do you have any thoughts on either like both or each individual
1: yeah so as I was saying earlier if you know if you don't capture um if you don't capture the newest trend then you get lost in the white space um or just you get lost in the noise so with any new trends or anything like that first of all you've got to make sure that it's uh, applicable to your target audience and your demographics of who you market to um so if your audience is on tiktok then great like spend the time to perfect it and um and really really make yourself look like an expert and talk the talk and walk the talk and dance <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: um
1: and with clubhouse because it's new it only came out in late 2020 um uh i've been listening to some of our other marketing experts who have spent the time on clubhouse um you really need to dedicate like a lot of time to try to figure it out and um, test out the new platform uh, and have a few trusted friends um, to help test it out with you because like um, there's, a, there's an opportunity to, um, to uh, wade, wade through the noise, especially with Clubhouse. Um, if you partner with other people to start like conversations and start rooms and stuff like that.
0: So just for those who don't know what Clubhouse is, and I don't actually really know all that much about it, it's just kind of like a chatting, a private chat type thing. Um, Do you want to, maybe you're better to explain what it is, because I'm sure there's (laughs) lots of people who are like, what is Clubhouse?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So Clubhouse is uh, the latest social media platform that is audio only. And there are rooms that you need to be invited to. Um, and first of all, it's an invite only right now. Um, and you need to be invited to come onto the platform because it's, such, it's still in beta test. Um, and so once you're invited, then people, you have to follow people and these people create like broadcasts of what, they, what topics. So it's like um, it's like TikTok and TED Talks mixed into one. Okay. Um. But it it's not recorded, so whatever you say, it disappears because it's like a radio show. Um. And then you can raise your hand if you want to be brought on by the speaker or the host. Um. And when you raise your hand, then you can engage with um this the host. Um. And then uh, what it has is what that like Instagram doesn't have is when you add your bio on there you can like a write a full page bio about who you are and it can really elevate um clubhouse can really elevate your instagram profile by saying you know dm me on my instagram or dm me on my twitter um so that's how you can like it, it's really a tool to help elevate your other social media outlets mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. and converse and converse with them there yeah
0: yeah it seems like a really great way just to kind of break down a bit of that wall that you have with your followers and you being like general, because I think everyone, um, even influencers, like they are on one side and everyone else is on the other side. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. no matter how much engagement they do or what, no matter how many comments they respond to, doesn't matter. There's still that wall. Mm -hmm. So it's seeing, it does seem like the kind of app that a lot of businesses and people are going to use to kind of Mm
1: -hmm. get
0: to know that audience a bit more. Um, which I guess, from a marketing standpoint, is actually great because mm-hmm. you could really figure out who your audience is that much better um, mm-hmm. and narrow down like your niche that much more. So you can mm-hmm. just keep sourcing similar people. Mm-hmm.
1: And what's great is like, especially if you want to host q and A, Q&A, um, that would be a great spot to do it. Now, the only downside is it's not recorded, so you can never go back and. Um, rehash what what you talked about so that's the only that's the only thing right I'm sure down the road when the app developers have figured it out I'm sure there's going to be a way to record stuff like this so yeah it's exciting for now I I'm still quite I'm still learning Um, just before our interview um, I was just on a on a in a a room listening to um, entrepreneurs who've been in business for years now how like what's their morning routine so (laughs) that's kind of cool yeah, it was like a round table of like five entrepreneurs like, "Hey, do you drink coffee?" blah 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 blah. So it kind of could be background noise if you really wanted to, just like the radio, but I mean, it's it is you don't have to have a data plan, you can use your Wi-Fi. Um, mm-hmm. but um still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so switching topics just a little bit. Um mm-hmm. I
0: want to get into like you mentioned branding because it is a part of what you do as a uh, service company, so talk about the branding process when
1: you're with a client okay um so what I we do a lot of research as to who a person is um and because it's not just a one-time meeting right like you kind of have to like 1st it's first is a discovery call whether to see if you guys both fit together as a like personality wise and then it's doing research about like uh, what their business is all about, if it's an existing business, how do you want to, like, how do you want to look, like, to your target audience, um, to your general target audience? I, I, general meaning, like, a, a broader view, because then you can niche down per, per, per product. Um, but, but, yes, like, you really want to appeal to your target audience when it, when it comes to your logo, for example, and how you present yourself. On your website, and so, and then there's conversations that happen off and on, like online and offline, about like who inspires you, who are your competition, um, like what what look do you want to go for that we can emulate and be inspired by, um, this is and um and how do you want to sound like? So, it's not just the image, but how do you want to sound like in your copy? Um, do you want to use a lot of more colloquial language? Do you want to sound a lot smarter and use industry speak? So that's another thing too. And then it's speaking to um when you when you are doing your branding, it's also speaking to um for me as as the agency, what problem am I solving for them? Um in that case. And so and how? And then, once you have that brand, then how do you get that out there? Who do you t- speak to? You? How do you how do you then elevate your brand?
0: Mm-hmm, for sure. Um,
1: so those are kind of like the bird's eye view of mm-hmm. of really branding.
0: And yeah. what what would be some tips or things you've done for yourself for branding that kind of help keep it fluid across the board? Because I know it's important mm-hmm. to have. Consi- I mean, you mentioned consistency about just posting, yeah. but also branding. Mm-hmm.
1: So if you're ever like looking at your Instagram, um, really, if you're gonna look at it visually speaking, then you go with your brand colors. Um, Some people like to use um, filters uh, as uh, brand color filters to um, help maintain their Instagram grid. Um, Really that's where visually where it matters the most Um, on your website it would be the same thing Um, and using fonts that are, um, that are, are of your brand fonts when, when you are posting stuff on Instagram or on Facebook or on your LinkedIn that really connect people. Because what branding is, is you're branding your look into people's brains. And so when people see black and white, like for me, it's, it's, you know, people associated with Kasama. Um, we, um, And so then you, then you get into like products, uh, products that you can put your brand on. Um, And sorry, what was, what was the other part of the question?
0: Um, I guess it just has to do with keeping it fluid across. Right. Keeping your brand fluid across um, like all forms. (laughs) Right.
1: Yes. All forms. Yes. Again. So from your website to your social media, maintaining the image, Again, the image and and the kind and kind of your language and how you, the language and the fonts and making sure that you use your brand fonts. What whether and if you have icons, putting your icons into your social media images when you're presenting things out there. Excuse me, so that people do recognize. Oh, um, especially for our brand for our business, like we help create. logos and things like that but then you know we want to help remind people that uh we helped this business create this logo so we put our handle on there we put our logo on there a simple icon um logo on there just for brand recognition Mm -hmm. and to tie us with other people Mm -hmm. um yeah but um and it's especially with you as a photographer like I know. I know you guys are very, um, very protective of what your um, images look like, especially. Uh, and you don't want your images doctored, um, especially when putting things on social media because it is part of what your brand is. Right, yeah. the way you edit your photos, you can. You can then tell. Um, which photographer did what mm-hmm. um, especially in a small region like ours you can tell if you follow a lot of photographers you can tell oh so-and-so did this oh Josie did this um by the way your photo shoot at the Grist Mill is one of my favorites the western one is one of my favorites so good um, I just I just love the neutral tones but like um but any, anyways and just yeah, the yeah. way you capture, no, thank you, you, you capture the models <laughs> thank you it was a lot yeah. of fun it was, yeah, that was such a dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so and things and so things like that, like you you mm-hmm. inject um ways of especially as a visual creative, like you inject ways to put your own personal touch on it, and that's how you create consistency, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is injecting your own personal personality into what you do. Um, and that includes colors as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Are there any um branding no-nos like with font or copy or colors or things like that.
1: Um, for me, like you obviously don't copy someone who's already like established and copyrighted mm-hmm. and trademarked and registered and whatnot. Obviously, don't. Um, because it's not create. It's lazy. It's uh, uncreative or whatever. Um, but it really, honestly, everything, anything goes. As long as it represents who you are and um, who you're trying to appeal to in mm-hmm. the audience. So, really, at the end of the day, you can use neon colors if you'd like in <laughs> your branding. Um, but um, one thing that that's coming up more and more, especially um, for more corporate and nonprofit, is um, making sure that your stuff is ex- uh, accessible. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they're providing a lot more contrast on your brand so that you know um, those who are visually impaired can recognize it and see it and read it and read it. Um, that's the one kind of um, criticism we've had about our website. And so uh, we've had to make changes to making sure that there's a higher contrast in our in our header and, and our images uh, because we don't want to discriminate against those who are visually impaired. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, Yeah, for sure.
0: And that seems to be a topic that's coming up more and more with not even visually impaired people, but hearing impaired people, you know, Mm -hmm. any kind of marginalized group, like so many topics of diversifying and Mm -hmm. just considering Mm -hmm. other people Mm -hmm. in different situations Mm -hmm. on your own and your brand is becoming really like it. Feels a bit like a hot topic, but I think it will stick around and hopefully it just progresses further because I do think that's really important to consider. I've never considered the visual thing that you just mm-hmm. mentioned, so that's really interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that's something that we've we've learned over the last couple of years um, is is that um, especially working with m- municipalities and nonprofits that have to mm, yeah. adhere to a strict uh, accessibility feature on your website, um, that's uh, one thing that was, has made me a little bit more self-conscious. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's even like doing logos for someone. I I, um, I work, I'm working with a, a new client right now and their target audience about is in their fifties and sixties. And so they want a, a bolder um, font and a bolder icon so that it's recognizable for them, um, for their target audience and, you know, using stronger colors because they want and, um, they want their they want their target audience to see them. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, for sure, it's really good to consider. And it's interesting that you say municipalities and uh, non for profits have to mm-hmm. like have that by like their standard whatever yes. um, yeah things they need to meet. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really interesting to think about it from the perspective of a creative business too, because that's mm-hmm. something that we all should be considering. I think it's really mm-hmm. interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a, a law that's going to be passed, I'm saying, don't quote me on this, but um, that's why some, like the municipality that we're working with, they have to adhere to it by I think this year, I think it's 2021, okay. um, to make sure that their documents um, and all that stuff has been converted to accessible, um, and, the, uh, and there's, there are companies out there that, um, that will kind of do an audit, an audit of your website. Um, interesting sure that you are comp- that to make sure you're compliant yeah oh yeah it's it's coming around I'm sure in the next couple of years it's going to be required of all like um websites and stuff like that to be accessible yeah.
0: so as far yeah that's really interesting so as far as um that topic goes are there any other things that people can consider or look for to have on their website or brand um to be more inclusive and aware of these things Aside from, I guess, yeah, the visual one you mentioned, mm-hmm.
1: I think um, language has to do with it too. Like uh, what you talk about, um, being like not tone deaf, but being aware of current events, and mm-hmm. um, and not just saying you're learning, but actually doing it, um, and expressing it on your social media, and and hiring uh, those un- in, like the minority. Um, because other there are creatives out there, or there are other businesses out there that you know outside of your community um, are equally uh, capable of doing things. So not just you know not just the disabled, but also like in the, in the marginalized communities and um, and the the people of color. Um, mm-hmm. That that too has obviously been a hot topic in the last few years so being conscious about that stuff um and making sure that you um you're inclusive and diverse in your language and in your imagery um I think that's that's huge and it's only going to become the norm as the more people talk about it yeah
0: so yeah for sure yeah, it's been a very uh, I think interesting year on social media specifically mm-hmm. with those topics and I think mm-hmm. it's been a good start and it's kind of nice to see and I I hope I I can contribute positively but also mm-hmm. it's um good to hear it from a guest as well on the podcast to talk a little bit more mm-hmm. about that
1: and mm-hmm. from
0: specifically from a marketing and branding perspective too because I think mm-hmm. a lot of people don't think of how they can incorporate it in their business. Yeah. And it's more yeah. just like a topic to be discussed.
1: Mm-hmm. One thing, I mean, in terms of visually and inter- in terms of photography, um, one thing that I have as a person of color, one thing I haven't been finding has been a diverse stock option imagery and mm-hmm. like especially in, like Adobe style or Canva. I mean Canva's starting to become a little bit more if you if you use Canva in your um in your uh business. Um but like there's a a significant lack of diverse models in yeah. um stock photography so um i think that's maybe that's something that other photographers out there who's listening can maybe get into because people are looking for diverse models mm-hmm. and diverse stock photography that's not available to them easily
0: yeah for sure and i know it it was he- it was throughout the last year, a huge topic, but I, it's been a topic for years in the wedding industry of just like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, um, like just how non, how undiverse the wedding industry is mm-hmm. and how like people always say it's so whitewashed and it is really, uh, or at least my experience in Canada has been like that
1: um mm-hmm. and, and not yeah. just and not just color but also sizing um if you're yeah. like there's a new yeah, trend and totally. a new trend now um you know with like with nyx and like um mm, yeah. i know Lulule- lululemon's trying to be better at picking models of of, of um diverse sizes mm-hmm. um that is representative of the community not just color right so i yeah. think that's another thing um to to kind of be mindful of is not everyone is skinny. Yeah. <laughs> or super and, or super fit. <laughs> yeah, true. No, it's so, it's
0: so, so true. Um, mm-hmm. you see a lot of wedding publications that are, yeah, exactly. And uh, same sex or uh different sex, like a stereotypical um yeah. like male-female relationship too. You mm-hmm. don't see a lot of LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. couples or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so it is nice to see some changes in there and I think it just needs we just need to get better and um it doesn't happen overnight but most definitely it it needs to be worked on actively all the time Mm -hmm. yeah
1: and if you have a platform I know I know that our business as an agency shies away from it and something that I'm looking into I mean because we are a diverse agency um but kind of looking into um a little bit more like being a little bit more representative of uh a diverse population not just um, color or race, but, um, size mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, sexual orientation.
0: Yeah, that's great. No, that's really important. Hopefully our conversation gives people some food for thought <laughs> mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. and you have a great platform for it. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, thank you. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, so I want to kind of sw- switch away from that. Um, mm-hmm. I always like to say, uh, work smarter, not harder. Do you have any daily routines or tips or things that you do that help? I mean, as a mom and a business owner, you're probably so busy and so many things on your to-do list. So Mm -hmm. do you have any tips just for that? (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: So um, I've been kind of on this train now of, so before I used to wake up, I used to use my kids as an alarm clock. Mm -hmm. Um, But Uh, with COVID and then being home so much more, I've started to wake up early and this magical, like, I don't know how people used to do it before. And I, (laughs) and I didn't think I could ever do it, but I've started waking up at five 30 in the morning. That gives me, so that gives me about two and a half hours, um, to have to just to myself. Oh my gosh. As a mom, as a business owner, as everything you know, just like some some quiet for myself um, to plan for the day, not just for my business, for the home, but for the home. And getting that me time back, that's been really huge. Um, And I also have been investing in myself by going to the gym um, and hiring a personal trainer. Um, Not necessarily to lose weight. I mean, it, it's a bonus, to get yeah, yeah yeah to lose yeah weight. but it's another form of me time that's that's mm-hmm. going physically going as an escape uh that's another thing too um because then uh it's i mean the gym is one of my clients like the the gym that i go to is one okay one of my clients. That's and so fine. it also helps me also helps me um market her business as well mm-hmm. as a participant uh, as a participant um but also like it provides me some great uh endorphins post-workout yeah. Uh, so that's another thing too. And, um, and batching my work. I, um, I do a lot of batching, especially with the diverse clients and stuff like that. Um, diverse projects. I like to dedicate sometimes if it's a huge project, I like to dedicate a day, um, several hours for one business and then a couple hours for our business, uh, as well. Um, and, working really hard and, and, um, becoming more consistent on social media. It's just me right now and my partner. Um, but again, as I said, my partner works part full-time in yeah. a different, like, uh, in his other career. So, um, it's just me and, um, and now I'm starting to build a team. So, uh, once, once I find this person, then this person will handle our social media for us. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, just again like it's sometimes social media is a great way to like investing in someone to handle your social media is a great way to stay consistent and um and um, kind of build your business in a better way um and to build credibility more than mm-hmm.
0: anything yeah yeah for sure mm-hmm. no I love that the batching things I um mm-hmm. I'm trying to do that more um, in more recent times, we, I, we just moved uh, to Hamilton from Mm -hmm. Ottawa or I did, uh, almost three weeks ago now. So now that I'm kind of a little bit more settled, I'm like, okay, let's like change some habits here because I have Mm -hmm. some really fine habits and some really not Mm -hmm. fine habits. Yeah. (laughs) So watching work is one I really want to try and get into, like, just hardcore have like a full day dedicated to just doing yeah. one thing and getting it done so it's off the plate um yeah so what types mm-hmm. of programs or things do you use for that I know like there's tons of so like Instagram planning ones and uh, I know mm-hmm. Facebook has their own uh, fa- uh what's it called business cr- um, I, I, oh,
1: it's create creator it's called creator studio so studio. Um, yeah. Yeah. yes creator studio where you can link your instagram and your and your facebook and have and the scheduling ability for that is fantastic mm-hmm. um and that's where where i point all of our clients to is to use okay. facebook because facebook likes you to use their stuff yes. um and yes, well, yeah yeah Like, because, you know, obviously if you're going to be drawn out of their, out of their platform, then they won't favor you, you and your post, um, as much as if you were to use their platform. So I'm like, it's a no brainer to use something that's for free. I mean, if you, if you care about your grid, then yes, for sure. Like use plan, use, um, use later, use something that can visual, that you can visualize your grid on, but I would encourage you to schedule it on your Facebook, on your business profile for creator studio um so yes that's for batching um and one thing that I came up with last year is um is a uh, content creation guide um that's like it's nine days of like if you're if you're as a new business owner or as someone who had who struggles with consistency on social media or blogging or anything like that I created like a like a little bit of a guide um, just a content guide for someone that will that could spend like a week, kind of doing one day at a time, just to start building content on your on your socials and your blog, um, and um, and so yeah, like and use using that and then using it to schedule, then you're able to kind of kind of create like a framework for yourself, um, and so I came up with it's like nine days and nine squares. Um, because that's what you that's what you see on your Instagram and it's applicable to Facebook it's applicable to your blogs and even your newsletters um but it just allows you to kind of think of like like I give like topics like post suggestions Mm -hmm. um in this little little guide um and um and and uh like just a a, just a way to schedule like a brain dumping session Mm -hmm. um to uh to kind of get your thoughts out there Because the biggest thing is really to have, to have a direction with any posts that you do. So yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what I've been trying to do for us here too, um, using using like a big block of content and then kind of. um, So for example, like we did uh, a webinar uh, called "Digital Digital Marketing 101" for here for this area, and so using the content in that, I can then turn several Mm -hmm. of those into blog posts, and then within those blog posts, I can. I can turn into several uh, uh social media posts so really working smarter not harder by yeah. creating one main content block
0: yeah that's super helpful maybe we can uh, link the nine posts in nine days
1: oh. or uh, yeah. nine yeah, it's just a yeah it's called it's just a social media posting guide yeah so, yeah I'll definitely link it yeah for sure
0: um so do you use any other tools for any other uh things that you like to batch like i don't know what else um, I guess people could batch blog posts you probably do that from the website but any other mm-hmm. tools or resources yeah. you find helpful
1: um so really like a for one of the things I like to suggest is like a is a f- like free tools right so mm-hmm. um it, it would really be helpful if you had an email service provider that you could batch your newsletter content on um like MailChimp Mm -hmm. Um, If you're a Squarespace user, Squarespace has their own that they've come out with um, email marketing templates and things like that. Um, The other one is a Flowdesk, which is fantastic. I don't know if a lot of creatives use Flowdesk because it's very pretty. Um, And it's um, for email service providers. Um, And yes, so if you're a Squarespace user, then you can definitely batch post your blogs and then schedule it. Um, And if you work with a partner, You can like even make it so that your partner can view the blog post or approve it before posting it out there. And Mm, then that's fine. And then, yeah. And then, even within Squarespace, you can then push your blog post out onto your socials. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, And like, really, I try to keep things simple again, using, Mm -hmm. um, I don't use, I don't use uh, plan, I don't use uh, any of that stuff. Um, unless my clients are using it um, for their own peace of mind um, and um, I really look at another thing too with it's just a journal <laughs> mm-hmm. at, at the end yeah a journal mm-hmm. so yeah, uh, just good. or and a day, sorry journal and day planner so those are the things that to help you plan your day
0: mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah that's really good I like uh I use Later a lot because I just I can use it so much faster than I can Facebook. Um yeah. But I do try. I do try with Facebook. I need to. Mm-hmm. I do. It's just like, it's just a learning curve that I'm refusing to, to do. <laughs> um, Yeah. But yeah. The
1: older you get, the older yeah. you get, the more you don't want to try anything new. So I totally get I it.
0: <laughs> I know it's true, and I'm still so young. Like even when Clubhouse came out, the first, right before I knew what it was. I saw one person post
1: about, it and I was like, "Oh, please, no!" <laughs> well, that's why, I, like, like even all the new things on Instagram, like, yeah, um, all the new, like, like I haven't. I started our first reel last week, and I'm like, mm, "It takes this <laughs> no. takes too much time." <laughs> it takes so much time for a 15 second video. It's it's yeah. wild. It's wild but it's amazing because it provides like free advertisement for your business. So that's kind of why I'm like, okay, I just need to like just bite the bullet and do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, it, it actually really is. And I um, had a job in Ottawa and I went in one day, I can't remember what I was there for, but someone was like, oh, I saw you on my discovery feed. And I was like, that's because you follow me. And they were like, no, no, like, I don't, I don't follow anyone that does what you do and you still showed up. And I was like, Oh, that's really cool and it was like one mm-hmm. reel that had kind of got super popular and it's actually hilarious mm-hmm. to see how many views each reel gets. so you do kind of see yeah. like, oh wow, like the really fast fun light-hearted ones get mm-hmm. like
1: thousands of views. Mm-hmm. it's great mm-hmm. yeah and and that's i guess that's why people see the benefit and especially when you go viral um uh, like when you go viral then it's like obviously, um exposure to your business and your brand if, especially if you have a personal brand but like it's what you do with like the exposure and how you maintain that's I think that's where people kind of get tripped up is how you mm-hmm. maintain yeah. the exposure again I guess this the secret word is consistency or the um the word of the day is consistency yeah it is Yeah.
0: And consistency is hard, but I have tried in the last year, I think to give myself grace with like, if you can consistently show up every other week, just do that. If you can consistently show up once a Mm -hmm. month, just do Mm -hmm. that. Like if that's all Mm -hmm. right now, that's fine, but do it. Yeah. Consistently don't waver Mm -hmm. in that. Mm -hmm. Um, I do that a lot with blog posts. I really try and force myself to have it, even if it's spread out, whatever, doesn't matter as long as mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. consistent. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- What are you doing to diversify your business and your revenue stream now that, um, I mean, like you can do weddings again, but like, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's made you pivot too because you can't do the large weddings any longer mm-hmm. and our brides still paying for large weddings? Like you were hopeful or holding out?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know trend-wise what brides are doing because I've always been marketed, um, marketed myself more to smaller weddings. Anyway, I have always Mm -hmm. very consistently gotten backyard weddings, intimate weddings, things like that. I've done a number of Mm -hmm. allotments before, um, Mm -hmm. all this happened. So for me, my brides and my clients are still more or less the same i'm just getting a few more of the even smaller ones Mm -hmm. um so for that it's been good but because there still are some restrictions and were Mm -hmm. that had to you know move clients over and down the line even you know small weddings 80 people well that's still more than is allowed sometimes so um to diversify i last year reached out to a bunch of product companies and I have like, Mm -hmm. I had at the time, many, very mini portfolio, Mm -hmm. just kind of cold email people pitched myself to do product photography. Um, Mm -hmm. I got one of them and I've worked with her very consistently since. Um, And then now that I'm in Hamilton, I'm going to do the same thing here to new, Mm -hmm. and it's just Mm -hmm. great filler. And it really, it really helps my creative self feel satisfied as well. So it just pushes me into like a better headspace when I have to sit down and have a whole day of Instagram planning. Um, so I'd like to have at least my goal by the end of the year is to have at least kind of anywhere from two to five consistent product or other type businesses that I'm working for. Mm -hmm. Um, but I most definitely Mm -hmm. don't plan on marketing that specifically or having that be a part of my brand. That's just something I want to do Mm -hmm. privately. Um, cause yeah. I have the portfolio to show those people, um, and I mm-hmm. have the experience to, you know, prove myself with now, especially, especially now. Um, mm-hmm. so that's more of like a low key thing that I do to help keep just income regular and work, mm-hmm. work coming in and yeah. keeping busy. And yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: Um, sorry to turn the tables a little bit, but no. I'm a little bit curious. No, it's said... okay. No, it's great. Um, <laughs> But you said, you said that you worked with a business coach mm-hmm. um, and what was that experience like for you?
0: Yeah. She's actually been a guest on Atlanta. Okay. She's from Ottawa. Um, mm-hmm. It was really, it was really great. It was everything. Like I've been to workshops. I've taken courses before I've done the whole yeah. sign up for the, whatever. Yes, Yeah. yeah. And I've done photography workshops that they do focus a lot on your brand and Mm -hmm. reading and stuff. So Mm -hmm. there were a lot of aspects we went through that were very repetitive to things I had already done, but it was so Mm -hmm. much more, um, it was, it was done in so much more depth with a one-on-one service that mm-hmm. the person sitting there drilling me forcing me to think about yeah. these things a lot deeper and a lot harder mm-hmm. and then kind mm-hmm. of questioning and putting me in a position where okay now i have to go apply all these things whereas when you do it yourself or you go to a workshop it's a little bit harder to kind of come away and actually start doing it um mm-hmm. whereas every week we would work on one more piece and i would apply that throughout the week and then the next week we mm-hmm. would work on another piece and i'd apply that throughout the week so it was just a little bit um better for accountability for me Mm -hmm. to really niche down into who my ideal Mm -hmm. client is and the biggest one was how am I speaking to them online um Mm -hmm. what types of yeah uh like communication and content or copy can I be using to really address them specifically
1: um, mm-hmm. that was one of the mm-hmm.
0: biggest things we worked on. And then mm-hmm. um, yeah, just a little bit more about the client experience with me and little things I can do to help elevate their experience. So mm-hmm. it was really great. I had a it was fabulous. It costs a lot of money. I will not be doing that again for a little while, especially last mm-hmm. year after like getting so many weddings pushed back. It was a hard year, but yeah. um well worth it. And I mean I committed before everything went down. So I was like, well let's do this. Now I have extra time yeah. to really focus on what we're working on. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I find, um I find a lot of people get a little bit scared of niching down. And so I, um so the fact that you've taken the time to do that, it really pays off, especially because then it eliminates the overwhelm um, and you're talking to one person and you're not, you're not talking to a group of people. Um, yeah. Then you feel like you're shooting blanks instead, but rather, like specifically targeting one person and mm-hmm. um you find there's more than just one person but really uh at the time like you speak to eliminate the overall you speak to one person so that's great um, mm. um and i'm glad that you find that like super helpful too because yeah people do people do at the end of the day people need the accountability to mm. get to where they want yeah for sure
0: I think outsourcing is really important and I think that, mm-hmm. you know, there's kind of, or in the wedding industry it seems like there's very t- stereotypical things to outsource. And I think you can outsource anything that you need mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe you're like pro at Instagram and you don't need to outsource mm-hmm. that, even though everyone mm-hmm. says outsource Instagram,
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, it was, it was really good. And I would recommend, I would recommend it for sure.
1: I find um, it's a trust it's like building the trust right Um, when you especially when you outsource um, it's hard to trust something that's so personal to you yeah but really if the person that you're working for or working with sorry um, if the person you're working with takes the time to get to know you and get to know your brand and get to know the language and your personality then it's easy to emulate and it's worth it to pay a third party person to manage your your social media or create your website mm-hmm. or um, help you rebrand because at the end of the day you, you shouldn't be lost in the process as the client. You shouldn't be lost in the process. you should be right in there and communicating yeah. on on the regular. Yeah, for sure
0: um so speaking of outsourcing you technically are an outsourced type company um do you outsource anything at the moment yourself
1: (laughs) um well yes I as as mentioned earlier I am hiring a virtual assistant to um help us with our marketing and Mm -hmm. um kind of keep consistent with our marketing because I am just one person so um yeah that's what I will be outsourcing to, to and we outsource our bookkeeping and accounting because those are not my zone of genius the yeah. <laughs> numbers yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they they can help me be accountable to the government and mm-hmm. sort of provide provide me with the guidance to um to submit things <laughs> on time yeah, so, yeah. um so if there's anything that, I, and the number one thing that I've outsourced has been bookkeeping. <laughs> uh, and then next would be our, our, our assistant to the business. I think yeah. having that, I'll then I'll be able to focus on what I love to do, which is um, well, like providing clients with the strategy and, and helping them be consistent in their own marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That's great.
0: Um,
1: what's one thing that's
0: leveled up your business? i like to say, that's taken it from a zero to a
1: hundred. Definitely creating relationships with people, with the right people who will help you talk about your, our brand and our business. So that's um, like aligning yourself, aligning. So us for me, aligning myself with those people and helping them to educate, uh, helping educate what we do for others. Um, has allowed the influx of business that we've received so far is because, hey, we we know someone in marketing and, mm-hmm. and then referred us back. Um, another thing too was leveraging other other people's audiences. Um, so by showing up with Hello Girl, by showing up on um and now we're showing up in your podcast and showing up with the local economic development um uh in our area. Um that's leveraging their audience and then it's helped point us back to point them back to us. So that's Mm -hmm. another thing that, um, you know, create, like being able to catch more fish.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, really showing up in, uh, and webinars and establishing ourselves as the expert in our field. I think that's another thing too uh, that has helped us elevate who we are. And, um, and really when we do discovery calls with people it's making sure that it's just not that one time but kind of following up and like you know you know and addressing their hesitations if there's anything that's like not allowing them to move forward Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: yeah I like that and then the last question is just what's one quick tip that someone can take away today and a to their website, Instagram, whatever, any platform, email marketing. Um, just one quick tip that you
1: have. Oh my gosh, I'm full of full of tips. <laughs> You've given lots too. Yeah, yes. um, I've I've said this, I've said this once already before, but I'm going to reiterate it again mm-hmm. because this is true to what we believe in as a business. And what uh, and what other marketers will say is do not build your business on rented land um you know build your business using by building your email list mm-hmm. and um and having a decent website to to expand your services and mm-hmm. your portfolio on yeah um those are several tips but yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah it's true I've heard that before that you want to be careful with sticking to social media too much because it, it could eventually change or go away, or you know, mm-hmm. eventually maybe your ideal client at a certain point switches and is no longer
1: on there anymore. So, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, And yeah, again, consistency is the is the key to success, mm-hmm. whether it's whether it's in your business or in weight loss or in building new habits. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, exactly which is great. And gave some great advice. So thank you so much for taking the time
1: today. You're welcome. I had a lot of fun. And thank you for letting me rant a few times.
0: (laughs) Yes, no, I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening in. Remember to check us out on Instagram at what the business podcast. See you at the next episode.